like how the first part of the show is us both just doing bookkeeping. <laughs> just, you know, making sure that this is all working <laughs> in line, if you will. Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast where nobody knows your name because we all use aliases. I'm your host, a.k.a. Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, a.k.a. The Man, a.k.a. The Myth, a.k.a. The Legend, a.k.a. The Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Just also known as The. (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you doing, Howie? I, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty, uh, pretty good. It's, it's been a week. Um, for reasons I, I, I can't talk about on the podcast. Uh, just out of respect for uh, people's privacy. But uh, it's been a, it's been a week and uh, such. But Kidder, uh, my voice is back to normal. So goodbye, yeah. sweet baritone that uh, Howard was rocking uh, for the past kind of mm-hmm. two weeks. I still have a little remnant of a cough, uh, but overall, health is good. So that's the well, good. We should uh, get have you get some whiskey, and then we can get rid of that cough, no problem. I, you know, Kidder, I would, but I'm parent in charge this weekend, so yeah, yeah. <sighs> man. Well, you know, there's always Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Or early Monday morning, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Well, Mondays Mondays work. So, uh, yeah. This is work too, and we drink, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's it, it's okay. So, mm. aside from the stuff you can't talk about, what can you talk about about how your week has been? Let's start there. I, I mean, it's 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 mostly been a week. Um, Gosh, uh, we moved Howie Jr. into his uh, into his new room with his big boy bed, so he's no longer sleeping in the crib. So that's good. Uh, the bad news is he's on like day four of not taking a nap. I've spent the last four nights kidder with an incredibly cranky toddler. Mm. It's uh, no bueno, man. No bueno. Mm. So and he's just. 
he just uh, hasn't quite that. We think that he's getting his uh, his molars, his toddler molars in, and that's just causing him a lot of pain and therefore is affecting his sleep. But mm-hmm. that's a guess at this point. But yeah, four, four days, no nap. Oh boy. He's, mm-hmm. he's not a lot of fun then. He's, he's, when he's well rested, he's a, you know, a joy. When he's not, uh, you just kind of wait for eight o'clock to come so that you can mm. put him down. <laughs> so, sure, sure. Understandable. So it's almost time for a beverage then, at least a small one. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. I got something. And Should it's not say, just this tea. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not just brisk, baby. It's it's stiff. <laughs> A stiff drink. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like it. Should we go into that or should we uh pay our our respect and tribute to a fallen TV legend? Uh you know, if you want to do that, Kidder, um Go right ahead because truthfully, not a show that I watched a lot of growing up. Uh, so, you know, I, I can understand because there were there were only uh, I don't know sixty some episodes. I got to look again or do a little bit more research. But I mean, there weren't that many episodes. It's like three seasons, and from uh, around ninety one to ninety three is when it was on Nickelodeon as the original run. And then it got replayed over and 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 over. And now it is on Paramount Plus, so you can watch it whenever you want. So yes, since I saw that it popped up on Paramount Plus, I've been slowly working through the old episodes of Salute Your Shorts. And it is, I do have to say, very... Very cheesy because, you know, it's a kid's comedy at a summer camp, Camp Anawana. And, but man, it was just, it was just fun. It was funny as well. Just even watching it now, you know, 30 years later after the show was on TV, it still has a lot of those interesting adult references in there that you're like, that was put in there for the parents. That's great. So, yes, the unfortunate news is that camp counselor Ugg has passed away. He was uh, really one of the main characters of the show, you know, because obviously he's the camp counselor. And I'd almost call him an antagonist as well, just because of uh, how he treated the, the kids sometimes. But uh, yes, after a battle with cancer, he has passed away at the age of 59. So rest in peace, Ugg. You are forever in our hearts. And when we think about you, no, it doesn't make us want to fart. So, and Howard's wondering, what the hell is that? Why would you say that? Oh, it's just part of the show intro. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know that. Like, I'm not oh. unfamiliar with the show. Oh, okay, but you have to remember, Good. I grew up with no cable. Mm-hmm. I had like ABC and Fox, so I didn't get to necessarily mm-hmm. always see Salute Your Shorts. It was kind of like if I was at my grandma's and it happened to be on during the chunk of time we were getting to watch TV, I might get to catch an episode, but. 
Um, yeah, and it wasn't one that you just felt like, oh, I gotta see. Like Legends of the Hidden Temple was. Like, ah, yes. I gotta catch that because that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm familiar with the show, but like I, I couldn't have told you probably much about the characters or things like that. But I remember the theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It was a good one. So let's move into what's on tap. Cheers to the uh, life that uh, Mr. Kirk Bailey led and a big uh, thanks for the laughs along the way as well. So you were teasing us with what you had on tap there. Jaco, what do you got? Well, uh, Kidder, luckily, uh, well, okay, a little bit of a story because, you know, stories always good. Uh, so if, if you recall from last week, I was sick. I was under the weather, um, dealing with some fun tonsillitis, the, uh, kind of the penalty of all of my announcing. Um, and they put me on an antibiotic for that, which meant I couldn't drink last week. And truthfully, Kidder would also mean I can't drink this week because it was like a 10 day run and I got it Thursday. <laughs> Fun note, the uh, antibiotic they put me on, uh, I was uh, happened to be allergic to. So that was great. Uh, ended up having some real fun itchy hands. My lips went numb. It uh, wasn't great. So ended up having to go back to the doctors and go, hey, this drug you gave me, I can't take. And uh, they gave me... Uh, a different antibiotic that had only a five-day window. So I finished it yesterday, Kidder, which means I can drink tonight. Woo! And being that this is episode 50, uh, we should do something weird or at least it has a weird name. Epic. So uh, tonight I present to you from the Surly Brewing Company a oh, uh, West Coast-style IPA. With the unfortunate name of Yummy Bear. Yeah. Yummy Bear. So, uh, as I said, it is a West Coast style India pale ale. It comes with such tasting notes as hoppy, golden, and yummy. Uh, 6.9% alcohol by volume. Uh... Brewed and canned by Surly Brewing Company out of Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Um, not a whole lot else on here uh, for notes. So, that's right. Crack that puppy open. Now I'm working on it. Oh, you can smell the hops. Mm. That's going to be a good strong one. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, it's definitely hoppy. Def- so they got that part right. We'll give that a check. Golden? I mean, depending on how you want to describe golden. Yeah. Yummy? Golden. I don't know, Kidder. It's got kind of a sour note aftertaste to it. It's it's like it hits you with the hops, lightens up a little bit, and then you get like, hmm, sour that's golden like a burnt pine tree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I really think that you shouldn't be allowed to put stuff on the tasting notes if it's not an actual word used to describe the taste, you know? Because, yeah, how do you describe golden? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's really kind of a bitter IPA. Um, does have that sour note, and that's really what I'm getting for kind of the tasting notes on it, Kidder. Yeah. Not picking up any additional flavors or fruity flavors or anything else. It's like hops and sour. You would absolutely hate this thing. Probably. Is that a recommendation yeah. from IPA Rob? Uh, no. No, this is uh, Howard in one of the liquor stores building a six-pack and going, Yummy Bear? Well, that's content. <laughs> I don't think I even realized it was an IPA until I uh, sat down tonight to record. And I'm like, oh, it's an IPA. So the joke is almost on you because you did it to yourself <laughs> without even knowing. Well, let's face it. I mean, I picked it up again because... It's a beer called Yummy Bear. Yeah. I mean... I figured it would be fruity or something. You know, I that's kind of what I was thinking it was going to be. So, you know, it would have been a great, you know, episode 50, Fruit and Beer, one of the longest running things we have ranted about. Would have been a nice touch, but... Uh, yeah. No. Hmm. So, that's what I got, Kidder. I see you pondering... Perusing yeah. the fridge, you know, trying to make a decision. That's really the, <clears throat> it's really the question because what do we, uh, what do we have for a monumental 50th episode? Do we do a fruit and beer, the crush raspberry sour? Do we do the Strawberry and honeyberry vodka lemonade. Or do we just go straight for it and pull out the static of a Bud Light Seltzer Sour Lemon? I'm get with the look that you have on your face, it's this one. So <laughs> I, it, it, the, the look hitter is this beer that I'm drinking is getting worse with every drink. Like <laughs> the hops. Is about the same, but like the sour note is like picking up with each one. Mm. It's um, Ooh. okay. Well, I'll join you in the misery then, so we can commiserate together. Uh, again, this is the Bud Light Seltzer Sour, and the reason why, of course, I I'm so uppity on uh, destroying this right away is because it's a seltzer. And will probably taste like television static, and uh, that there was a fruit sitting next to the television when they were collecting its essence. So here, <laughs> Howard's dying. Um, so, so this is lemon. So again, the murder lemon might pay us a visit tonight. I mean, that's probably why it's yellow back in behind me here. Uh, a According to this, it is naturally flavored. It's 5% alcohol and has 100 calories. Of course, it contains alcohol. It is a hard seltzer. Uh, on the side, it says, savor the squeeze. Lemon. I don't know why those are two separate sentences, but that, you know, whatever. 
Uh, let me see here. 125 milligrams of sodium. There's three carbs in this. Less than one gram of sugar. And it is not a, a significant source of saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, dietary fiber, vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium. The ingredients in this, the first one, water, cold fermented cane sugar, natural flavors, citric acid, sodium citrate, FDNC yellow number five. That's a uh, must be the cousin of Mambo number five. Uh, sucralose and malted rice. Uh, let me see. I read all. The, oh, it's gluten free as well. Screams that from the shelf. So let's uh, open this up. You smell it. <clears throat> it's kind of bizarre because you smell it, and it's it's like a. Kind of like water smells, you know, it doesn't have a smell, but you know, it smells, it's, it's like that. And there's a hint of, of lemon, but it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like, uh, like one of those old, uh, erasers you had in elementary school. I don't, I don't know. Here we go. Howard's, Howard's dying over there. So I'm going to join him. I don't know. It's not seltzery that much, so I'll give it that. It doesn't stab you in the taste buds with the the TV static, but the first second of tasting it, you get the immediate sourness of the lemon, which is good because it is a seltzer sour. So I expect that. And then about the half second to second after that. It stabs you right in the corner of your jaw where you go, mm, you get that pucker factor. So this <clears throat> so far after the first sip is not as bad as uh, those natty light seltzers. However, would I get this every day? No. It's got to be half water, like carbonated water. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, you're you're dying from your drink. You look you're looking for something else to drink to get I, rid of I, that. I was looking for anything that takes that taste out of my mouth. Um, because it, as I said, it it keeps getting kind of worse with the sour, but now it's getting to like a point where it's just like this awful sour like aftertaste. It's like it coats your tongue, and it's just like. <laughs> I just I, I kind of now regret that I polished off my tea right before we finish this segment because I kind of want just anything to kill this um, oh this taste in my mouth. Uh, Kidder, I know I didn't give it a rating. A uh, one, one out of five. That's what I am uh, rating the yummy bear. And um, oh, this is gonna be a struggle. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give uh, this a one point five out of five. The 0.5 is because of the deliciousness of the sour lemon. Everything else kills it for me. It, it yeah. it's not going to be as difficult as if we had the you know I had your beer for instance. <laughs> I would also rate that one very low without even tasting it. But yeah, I don't know. Well, um, so there's that. 
You know, I have to think that that beer was very disappointing. Kind of like how we haven't received beer from a certain someone that said he was going to bring us beer to try, especially because I would hate that because it's like an IPA. Is it that level of disappointment? I don't know because I didn't really have high hopes for it. Again, it's called Yummy Bear. I I mean, I was not expecting like the world's greatest beer um, with this, but I was also not expecting to suffer quite this badly. Um, <laughs> ooh, ooh. That's great. That's great. <clears throat> it's like it coated so, my tongue. It's just like, ah. <laughs> Very good. Very good visuals. Ah. Yeah. Should uh, should we continue on with the show as we uh, as we die I mean, slowly? Yeah, I mean we we, we should. We, <sighs> we we should. Trust me, folks, there'll be more suffering because Kinder and I don't tend to waste beer. So um I will finish this. Yeah. It just might take a bit. <sighs> you so, know what really what would really help this? Pizza. That would really help. Pizza. Like a nice, tasty, hot, fresh pizza. Pepperoni and the green olive, the f- extra cheese. That'd be delicious right now. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I had pizza for dinner, uh, Kidder. Um, from where? What kind of pizza? Go uh, on. I uh, I actually had uh, Papa Murphy's uh, this evening. Had their oh, Papa's. You favorite. taked it and then baked it, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I had to. I, I had this realization as I was sitting there um, eating because the toddler wasn't much uh, conversation tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, he, uh, yeah, he. I was just like, giving him his space and, and such. But I had this realization, kidder. You know. When people ask you about like favorite food, you know, at this point we're adults, we're expected to give kind of an adult answer, you know, steak, you know, pasta, lobster, you know, like adult foods. You're not supposed to give the eight-year-old answer of pizza. But I I kind of realized like, you know what? I really do enjoy just a good pizza. And is probably out of anything that I eat on a regular basis, probably my favorite thing. So that was that was the that. that was the realization, which then made me think I should put this on the run sheet because uh, you know there's lots of things we could talk about on this topic, such as like Kidder, what's your favorite like nationwide pizza chain? Oh man. <clears throat> It's kind of tough for me because it's almost like uh, what I'm in the mood for. And by that, I mean the uh, Little Caesars deep, deep dish pizza. Superb. If you want deep dish, that's the best Little Caesars pizza you can get because they put it in the, the pan. Right. And then it has the golden extra thickness and it's cooked and it's nice and gooey and the cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Because then you know it's cooked. The hot and ready's stay away from them. Deep, deep dish, that's where it's at. But I've really liked Domino's forever. The just the the Domino's 
Uh, thin crust, like bar style, cut it. That's always been really good. Or the Pizza Hut pan pizza. Because it's similar to the deep, deep dish from Little Caesars, but it's just the pan size, and then you get that golden ring around, and you know that it's cooked. Um, it's a tie also between my favorite breadsticks, between Little Caesars and Pizza Hut, because again, what I'm in the mood for is the delicious, tasty dough with Parmesan on it from Little Caesars, or the usually just crunchy enough breadsticks from pizza hut with their marinara or pizza sauce i guess but kind of floats around those you know from the from the national chains um because that even do i want new york style right i'm not going to go to to one of those places for a new york style pizza i'll i'll go local with nardello's or jimmy v's nardello's pizza jimmy v's or uh, New York to go on the north end. You're uh, pretty close to that. So I think you should be running over there a little bit more and try the authentic New York style pizza there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I haven't, uh, I haven't yeah. tried them yet. So I haven't uh, made that venture over. Um, the so. interesting I- thing with their pizza and their dough when they make their dough they have an a reverse osmosis or some type of magic uh, box that's installed to the water system that's uh, an authentic new york style water machine i don't know how it works it's just you know magic box but it transforms your water into tasting uh, like the new york water like authentic New York style pizza. So when they make the dough and everything, they put it uh, together and it has a different taste, kind of like when we were in New York and uh, got to try some of them, their New York pizza pies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I would have to say on the, the national chain level, um, I, I I fall squarely in the camp of Papa Murphy's is my favorite, um, and I, I I will say that because I like a lot of toppings on my pizza. I will in fact make the controversial statement that cheese pizza is not actually pizza. It's breadsticks. You don't have to dip the sauce in. <laughs> yep, I agree. Pre-sauced breadsticks. Yeah. Um, no, I like my pizza with a lot of toppings um usually that's how i choose what pizza i want it's what's got the most toppings on it that's what i want um and mushrooms mushrooms is the other big selling factor (laughs) you and your Um, shrooms yeah (laughs) um so so i like them a lot um if i'm going for quick and already made i mean domino's probably leads that for me um yeah that, that tends to be i'm not a big Little Caesars fan, and I'm not a big Pizza Hut fan. So, but that's that's my take. Um, I hate Papa John's pizza because every back in high school, there were some uh, some of our group who absolutely loved Papa John's and got Papa John's pizza all the time, and the smell would make me nauseous. 
And then when I was really hungry, I'm like, fine, I'll have some pizza, just pepperoni, Papa John's pizza. Well, Papa John's took me straight to the John every time. So don't like Papa John's. (laughs) Yeah, I they're okay. I would eat them like if again, it was like a big party and there was stuff there. Um, Used to get them a little bit more. Uh, when Lefty and I lived in the condo, and it was like across the parking lot to uh, Papa John's, because then it was pretty easy to place your order. I could walk over there. I'd usually listen to a podcast, pick up my pizza, walk back. Um, you know, so that there had a convenience factor. Such okay, Kidder. So mm-hmm. we did we did the national chains. How about local? chains and we can do the better north dakota area Mm. i i will say but like local pizza pizza you can only get if you're here pizza corner valley city the original shop downtown valley city pizza corner oh it is absolutely delicious they still cook with their original recipe of all the pizza corners that used to be frozen and then shipped out uh, because a few years ago, they sold that to Bernatello's Pizza out of Minnesota. And Bernatello's said they don't uh, didn't change the recipe, claim they didn't change it, but they changed the ingredients in it, changed the recipe. So it is not not the same pizza. Uh, you'd, you'd bake one of those and try a freshly made one from the store side by side, and you'd be able to see and taste the difference in it. Uh, even if I still had one from back in the day before they made the switch, you could visibly see between the old style and how it is now that it is definitely different pizza. Um, the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks area, I think you and I agree on it that uh, Mike's Pizza is the best up there. Uh, down here in uh, the Bismarck area, I would say for, again, kind of the mood thing, if uh, just some delicious pizza, A and B would be what I would go with. If I wanted the New York style pizza, it'd be a toss up between Jimmy V's, Nardello's or uh, New York to go since we don't have Sabaro. But again, those two or three are local versus the uh, Sabaro national chain. And... I'm trying to. Oh, uh, Amici Pizza as well here in uh, in the northeast corner of Bismarck. You you want toppings like you you do. Amici Pizza is is the place, and they make some some delicious pizza as well. They have some specialty pizzas and uh, regular pizzas if you just want a regular pizza. But they load it with cheese toppings, whatever you want. So good. And they have a pizza called the Vulcan. So there's that. And I don't want to forget about it, but Rhombus guys also fantastic. Uh, And of course, they're also making some beers now. And I think we've had a a beer of theirs or two on the show. But uh, the uh, Thai chicken pizza. Oh, Oh, man. This Thai peanut sauce with the cheese and the peppers. 
and the chicken. Oh my gosh. Oh, so good. So good. But what about you, Jaco? I know I, I named probably since we're very similar with that, probably named uh, uh, quite a few of your favorites there too. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got in Mike's pizza and pub, which was my favorite pizza place in grand forks and East grand forks. Um, I loved their big kahuna pizza. Again, it had a lot of toppings. I can get behind that. Um, and, you know, it was it was our college hangout. Uh, ate there many, many, many times. So and the alligator bites. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's them. Uh, I was going to mention Rhombus guys. Although I will say I've eaten at the Rhombus guys or gotten pizza from the Rhombus guys in Fargo more than the one in Grand Forks. The one in Grand Forks, just where it was located, I always like it was just out of the way enough that made it easy to forget <laughs> Rhombus guys was there. You know, it, mm. if, if you know if that it's kind of like when you're thinking about, man, where do we want to eat? And you're looking around for what's close by. It's like you just it was just out of mind. So I didn't I haven't eaten there as much as I would like to. Their pizza is fantastic. I just have not got to eat there as much. Um I would I haven't had Valley City's uh pizza corner pizza. Um, but as a non-native North Dakotan, I'm allowed that pass. Um and I to, just to help you with that, I hadn't eaten at the physical store until maybe two years ago. Maybe three. So I had never been to the actual store in Valley City. I'd only had the frozen pizzas growing up uh, throughout the years and years. And then the devastating news of when they sold off that portion, rightfully so, make some money and and whatnot. But yeah. And I I know that we've shared a few of those pizzas uh, back in the day, like the chicken Alfredo, perhaps just a regular pepperoni. No, I, I can't say that I've ever had pizza corner pizza. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, thought, it's, it's... thought there was one of those times because I know I used to buy them uh, when I could because they were a little bit more on the generally on the higher priced end compared to a tombstone, for instance. But the the spice that they had with them, just delicious. They also had a, a taco pizza and I think a Canadian bacon pizza if you wanted to go into that realm, but. The pizza and the chicken Alfredo, which I normally hate Alfredo. That pizza, I could tolerate. Um, I definitely got to add Johnny B's in um, Jamestown, um, which is a new one. I just got to try this uh, past fall. And I've only been there once, but mm, that was some good pizza. Definitely on my list to get back to Jamestown and try some more. Um, here in Bismarck, I guess a little tricky. Nardello's is fine. Um, I'm not always a big fan of the New York style pizza, so it's all right, you know. So, not that their pizza is bad; it's just not always something I'm in the mood for. Um, I will, I mean, I'll give the hot take: A and B pizza. Meh. Meh. Um, 
I'm not as big on it as some people are. I I, I know that's a controversial take in this uh, the city, but um, what's yeah, the reasoning? Know. Why? Tell us. I I just you know I think it's one of those things when everybody's like A and B A and B A and B A and B, and you finally go and you try it, and you're like, well, this isn't as special as everybody hyped it up to be. It, it, you know that that's the way I kind of feel about it. And it's not that it's terrible pizza. It's just, you know, if, if you said, Hey, Howard, you can have pizza from anywhere in town. A and B would not even come, you know, like to the forethought of that's where I should get pizza from. And it is again, it's not that it's bad. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's okay. Pizza. It's savage. It's all right. <laughs> Kidder would now like to tell you send your hate mail to Howard at beerbluesandbs.com. Um mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Send your send your hate Howard um, at beerbluesbs.com. Yeah. There was also Kidder, and I wish I remembered the name of the place, but up near uh Fairview, North Dakota slash Montana, there's a a small local pizza place up there. Again, only been there once, but very good pizza. Very good. Um, let me get back up there. I can't. I wish I remembered the name of it, but um, I ate there once and it was excellent. Excellent pizza out in the middle of nowhere, but good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, Kidder. Here's 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 the one. Frozen pizza. Hmm. I think I know where you're going to go with it, but frozen pizza. If you have to get a pizza out of the freezer section, what are you grabbing? Mm. <sighs> you know, <clears throat> it used to be Pizza Corner. That uh, used to be my number one choice. Uh, I'd have to say that before I discovered, you know, getting the Pizza Corner, we always had Tombstone. And after that, always get Tombstone usually find a pretty good sale on them. Uh, every once in a while when I'm looking through the frozen area or even the the fresh, ready-to-bake areas, sometimes there'll be one that'll catch my eye. Uh, the frozen pizzas from Walmart or Sam's Club, they're actually really good. Um, if you're looking for a decent, large, basic pizza. But... I can't say that I've really tried any of the, uh, well, Tostinos are like cardboard with, with, uh, small amounts of toppings and small flavor. I can't remember who it was, but they, they loved the, uh, those 99 cent party pizzas. You toss them in the, in the oven and, and you got that. I'm like, do you just choose to eat the cardboard with it? Because it's probably better. <laughs> it's got more flavor. I don't know. But it's just funny because you're laughing at all of that. Like, that's eh, kind of expected. What? I, what what's your I, I'm thought? laughing because I, I, I do know somebody who, uh, back when they could have pizza, Tostino's, those little pizzas, that was what they would eat when they would get home from work because it was late and you could just throw it in and yeah, I mean, they're, they're all right. 
but yeah, they're not, they're not fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I, like I don't tend to do a lot of frozen pizza. Um, if I do, geez, I tend to go red Baron and I, again, whatever I can get the most toppings on tends to, tends to be my, uh, my pick on that. Probably a Supreme or the, uh, meat lovers type, but what about, what about brand too? So you, you like the certain flavors, but, uh, what about, what about the brands of the store purchased ones? Well, they said Red Baron is my, this mm-hmm. is the brand I the, tend to. The top one. That's but any, any other ones? You know, I, I, again, I don't tend to do a lot of freezer pizza, you know, it's kind of like if I'm going to go to the length of cooking my pizza, I'm going to go get Papa Murphy's. You know, it, it's kind of like that. So, in fact, truthfully, Kidder, when I tend to get a freezer pizza, I, I may be known to, like, add things to the pizza. Like, hey, here's some extra olives. Here's some mm-hmm. extra cheese. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. puff it up a little bit because it's a freezer pizza and it's, okay but i i yeah i don't tend to have a lot of those around okay how about this Mm -hmm. one what is the best toppings on pizza like your your pizza toppings of choice so i do love you know straight pepperoni and cheese add in the delicious green olives sometimes i'll even add in the black olives or swap them out for the green olives. You know, good toppings there. But if I want to go crazy, chicken and shrimp on uh, regular mozzarella and uh, pizza sauce, pizza. Just get those little shrimp on there. Mm-hmm. And then you can even throw some spice in with it, whether it's uh, peppers or get some like red chili sauce drizzle on there mm-hmm. really tasty what about you jake or well, are you hungry for one of those now <laughs> no, no 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 i'm good um i i mean i i do enjoy the occasional pepperoni and green olive you know it, if it, it's kind of one of those things because like when you're in college and you're looking for like the cheapest deal that's like well you're limited to two toppings you know it's like well pepperoni and green olive done um otherwise yeah as i said i I usually more of a supreme guy i i want all the toppings i can get on there it's got mushrooms on it that's great um i've had some great just mushroom pizzas those are fantastic my odd combination kidder um that that i get every now and then and usually i get it from like Domino's, but um i get black olive and onion that's my hmm. weird one. Um, it is one of those things. Long time ago, Kate and I were watching Food Network, and it was one of those cooking shows. And one of the judges talked about how black olives and onions pair well together. I'm like, really? That seems weird. So I had some raw onion because I think we had tacos. Took a chunk, shoved it in an olive, ate it. And I'm like, yeah, actually. That does pair well. And it's one of those things I enjoy, and I've had it on pizza, and uh, I enjoy that. 
that tends to be uh, one of those. I don't do it all the time, but every now and then I'll get that combo. I'd ask you what the worst pizza kind of topping is, but I think we would both agree that it's cheese pizza because it's boring. Yeah, I've never been like, man, I really want a slice of cheese pizza. I would I would eat sausage pizza before a cheese pizza, but that's that's a close second for me because I hate like the default nasty sausage that people normally have. It's just gross. I would I would get hamburger on it before I would get sausage. Yeah. Again, for me, it's cheese, and then it's it's any time that it's kind of solo, except for pepperoni. Like you can kind of mm-hmm. forgive the classic pepperoni pizza, but uh, sausage is kind of a meh. Like I said I, I I want my veggies on there too. I I, I want all the good stuff and, and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, any other like honorable mentions of pizza? Some place maybe out of state or um, elsewhere that oh. you've tried tried pizza and been like Mm -hmm. that that was pretty good there is an amazing amazing pizza place in las vegas and it's it's not in uh you know the, the the main main areas you have to get a ride to it you know you can't just walk to this place and every time that uh, we've been down to this uh, establishment and yes i will find the name of it because uh it's it's so oh that's right it's boston pizza how could i forget not to be confused with boston's pizza that used to be in grand forks the canadian chain that we absolutely love may it rest in peace in grand forks because we could get the all you can eat pizza option Wednesday nights. Ah, missed that place. But Boston Pizza. Oh, man. You go eat pizza at this place. It's uh, up on the north end by the stratosphere. It is so damn good that one of the best pizza places that I've had. Um, absolutely love it. And each time we go to Vegas, we have to stop there to get some pizza from Boston Pizza. In fact... When uh, the the in-laws and and, uh, we went down a few years ago, I think we ordered from there three different times (laughs) because it's so good. Ate there once and then ordered again uh, two other times. Um, In the middle of the strip, there's another good place, New York Pizza. They do the buy the slice pizza, New York style pizza. That was really good. And uh, in Phoenix, there's an, a kind of out-of-the-way place out by a lot of the shops that does the uh, New York-style pizza there that uh, was really good. And they are open pretty much. I think they're open 24 hours, so you can get pizza any time of the day or night, walk in. We stumbled in and uh, had a couple pieces of, of uh, some tasty pie. And uh, uh, that one... I'm going to have to look that one up of what the name was, but I think it was something like New York pizza of uh, some sort as well. <laughs> but the Boston's pizza, that, oh, 
Oh man, you talk about uh, cheese and toppings and that sort of thing. That that was mm. okay. Here it is. I found it. So technically, it's in Scottsdale, and it's uh, down the uh, area from uh, downtown Scottsdale, which is also by the Fashion Square, and and there's a bunch of great restaurants and bars and whatnot in that whole area, but it's called Gus's New York Pizza Lounge Scottsdale right next to Joe's New York Pizza. Both of those very, very, very good. So, yeah. Anyway, there's that. What about you, Jake? You know, I was I was racking my brain to see if I could think of any where and not anywhere that really comes to mind. And I think that's because when I tend to travel, I, I tend to try more of like the local food. If a area is known for, you know, a particular food, I try that. So I can't say that I've really got a place that comes to mind, but you know, kidder here, you know, talking about all this, it, it does, you know, point out that there's quite a few pizza places here in Bismarck. I have yet to try and I, I gotta get around to some of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, maybe we should do that together and then make it like a bonus episode or something of us trying different pizza places every night. Hmm. Maybe throwing maybe. it down. Oh, and I don't want to forget about fire flower. I almost forgot about fire flower pizza in Bismarck with the, the Neapolitan style. Their pizza is really good too. And they're, pe- you know, ready in like yeah. three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their pizza is really good. My, my only complaint, my only complaint about fire flower is there's never quite enough. You know, mm-hmm. the, their, their pizzas are really good, but they're small and it, uh, yeah, it, it leaves you always like wanting more. And it's like, man, for what I paid, plus a beer or two. Mm. But I will say there's nothing like summertime sitting downtown at uh, at the old fire flower, drinking mm-hmm. a beer, eating a pizza, enjoying the great outdoors. Mm. I, I will say they're in a great location for that. Um, that's a great experience. And if I didn't mention or remember their lemonade, especially in the summer, in that exact scenario, or perhaps a Mexicoke or both, absolutely. Just just go for that. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but back in El Forco Grande, around uh, 2010, it might have even been 2009, I, for two or three years, was a judge, a celebrity judge in the best pizza of grand forks competition Mm -hmm. and all of the pizza places in the area got together made you know their specialty pizzas brought them in or even a couple different types of pizzas and then we got fed slices of pizza it was great (laughs) i i went with you once uh Mm -hmm. to that so yeah i i did know that one yeah no, there's, uh, I mean, that's the thing. There's, it's kind of hard to go wrong with pizza. I mean, there are definitely places that do it better than not. But for the most part, they do pretty well. Okay, here, here we go, Kidder. 
Last last question on the whole pizza train. Okay. Slap shot or deeks? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I remembered seven four six deek. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, slap shot uh, wasn't open as long as deeks. So my thought, uh, I would go slap shot first because you could also get the blimpy subs. If you didn't want a slice of pizza or a regular pizza or whatnot. Uh, but if it's past 2 a.m., then Deeks was the place you had to go to. Or Popolinos, too. There's Popolinos. 746 Pops. It's Popolinos Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, uh, I'd be slap shot over Deeks. In fact, I really didn't like Deeks. Deeks was. If I got to that point, kidder, where it's like, hmm. All there is is Deeks. <laughs> I'd find something else. I'd be like, well, we're not having pizza tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and Deeks always had like the coupon for like the extra, extra, extra large. And you're just like, yep. that's it's not worth it. It's it's not. It's not good pizza. It's like this beer. It's going to last forever. And I'm going to regret every moment of it. I think that was the genius of it, though, because if you're ordering Deeks, you're probably about three to six in the bag already, and you have a group of people who are also three to ten in the bag and want to get enough pizza for everybody to just enjoy. But I don't know. I mean, there there were a few times where I had Deeks sober, and it wasn't too bad. So... Again, I will say for Popolino's, I tr we tried to, or I should say I tried to, same with uh, Rhombus guys, now that I think of it, tried to get them to make a Kidder pizza to put on the menu because they had the big dog pizza. And obviously me, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder, on the Valley's choice for rock, KJ went away, that I should have had a pizza as well. Well, they never uh, ended up adding it to to the menu so it's their loss they could have made millions by now but they they didn't do it so it is what it is well kidder i feel like that's enough pizza talk the audience is probably hungry and probably like curse you guys i now want lunch or dinner or whatever the next meal is we should probably move on to another topic and i see you want to talk some rest space aliens <laughs> 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 space alien does some excellent fire roasted pizza as well buffalo chicken the best buffalo chicken pizza that you can get just don't get any onions on it yeah let's talk some wrestling i can take a uh <clears throat> take a moment out of sending you some uh, photos to throw in to make it even worse for the video uh, viewers of this episode because <laughs> uh, you know documentation of the trip it's what a true multimedia journalist does, right? Yeah. So anyway, yes, let's let's talk uh, a wee bit of wrestling. This week, uh, I got to watch Raw and I got to watch Dynamite. I finished Raw in maybe 10 minutes. Dynamite, hour and a half-ish. So there's that. <clears throat> First of all, thought it was hilarious. Kevin Owens has been trolling Texas because WrestleMania takes place in Austin, Texas. He came out with a sideways cowboy hat this week and uh, was, again, 
talking about how Texas is, you know, disgusting or whatever the case is. Thought that was interesting. And then uh, in that segment on the KO show, he stomped a mud hole into the cowboy hat. So we'll see. I'm wondering if they're still pushing the Stone Cold Steve Austin angle with KO. That would be good. I would I would watch that. An update. Yes, a news update on the Triple B. Tammy Seitch, Sonny, who you may know her, has been arrested again. We could uh, talk about it, but just know that she's been arrested again and there's more criminal charges pending. This one including... DUI and not having a license and uh, not having the interlock device and a slew of other, uh, I believe, 11 charges in total on this incident by itself. You had something to add, Jake. I was just going to say, and for those keeping count, that's her 14th arrest. We talked about the past 13 on a previous episode. So, yeah. In fact, we actually put up a counter as we read through them. So that's why I know that this was her 14th arrest. So, yeah, just for those out there who like to keep, you know, stats on this stuff. Yeah, because we do like stats on this show. Thanks to future Howard and current Howard for helping out in the statistician department. Uh, Next on the list, a depressing point for Howard, WWE creative does not currently have a direction or a plan for Asuka, as in the return of Asuka, what Asuka will do, Asuka's gimmick, nothing. So she's just hanging out, not doing anything with WWE, still rehabbing on her injuries. Your thoughts, Jake? Um, You know, I'm going to tie this into uh, your next bullet point, but... This seems to be a, a bit of a trend, Kidder, because they have no plans for Asuka, they have no plans for Bailey, and they have no plans for Elias. You know... Elias is dead. Didn't you know that? They I, killed he, his character on TV. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed dead. to be He's supposed to be coming back. They're supposed to, like, it's supposed to be a new gimmick and a kind of a new relaunch for him, and they don't have anything for him. So it's like they killed off that gimmick which was over and now he's sitting there doing nothing. So yeah, it's kind of sad because I mean, all three of those are fairly talented individuals. I mean, Elias matches, not necessarily the most exciting, but the guy knew how to get heat, you know, his promos with all that. The one with Kate in uh, Seattle. Oh, man, I was laughing so hard because they booed the two of them for 10 minutes straight. They didn't say anything for three minutes, and they were laughing because they were getting so many boos. It was great. Right. I mean, you you have these talents, and you're just not using them. You're not doing anything with them, you know, and that's that's the sad kind of part of it because you need some of this this talent you're especially like your women's division is kind of hurting you could name kind of all the top stars of the women's division on a single hand i mean it's charlotte becky ronda sasha bianca Bianca. yeah and now 
I mean, Zelina, and if you wanted to keep continue, I mean, I'll stick with your five. That's that's really the the top five who are drawing, right? And it's the top five going after two titles, and that's it. Now Bailey and Oscar could easily make that a a strong seven, but they don't have anything. Or you know what? You could use them to even start bringing up some new talent. You know. I'd even say you could probably throw Bliss in there, but Bliss is, with her current gimmick, I just don't think is going to get over. So the interesting thing with Alexa Bliss, she uh, made a post, and she might be done. Hey, it's Orion. Are you are you sad about Alexa Bliss potentially being done? <laughs> Did you see that? Came up, he's like, but um, she can't. So even with her, you know, a win at Elimination Chamber would have been great, but they didn't do that. So it's it's a lot of unknown and nah, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, one interesting bit that I know you're going to love this week. Finn Balor had a match against Damian Priest for the United States title. And your new United States champion is Finn Balor. And interestingly enough, he is the 100th person to hold the United States title. So congratulations to Finn. Damian Priest also, after losing, turned around and uh, turned heel and blasted Finn Balor. And the quote of him being the 100th uh, title holder came from Michael Cole. So take that with a grain of salt. I I was going to say, I mean, 100th title holder, is that like individual people or is it just that the title has changed hands? I think that it's uh, the 100th person. Like uh, if you like John Cena winning the U.S. title, however many times that he did counts as one. I think that's what they're going for. Because that would make sense. I I I think that's what they're going for. I just question it. But you know what? I'm already going to tell you guys now, if you're looking like future Howard answer, he's not doing it. No, Future (laughs) Howard's too busy. He's not (laughs) fact checking this. You know what? If if you're really curious, I'm sure there's a great independent wrestling journalist out there who is already doing it and calling them on their shenanigans. Go support them in this case. Leave future Howard alone. He's not doing that one. So, you know go. what would be what would be great is if you, the listener or viewer of this program, would comment below. Give us the information. Comment. Tell us your thoughts. Share that info with us. We would love for you to be part of the show. That's this whole thing of us hanging out, having some beverages, and just BSing. So BS with us. We'd love love it. Please. Please do it. Please. Okay. Yeah, that was enough see- begging. Yeah, I was going to say, I see there's one more uh, point here under WWE, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the sad news, uh, potentially, Orton was possibly injured on Raw after taking a, 
somewhat misplaced frog splash from your friends in the street profits. Uh, he apparently didn't move for a couple minutes. They even went to break and dimmed the lights and uh, did some checking. And then basically Riddle finished the match. The explanation or possible good news in it is that he had the wind knocked out of him and may have only been uh, stunned from it, I guess you could say. But the original thought is that uh, his shoulder got messed up again and that he could be out for a while. So by the time this comes out, hopefully the news has broken and everything is fine with Randy Orton, but we're keeping an eye on it for you. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> this has it. been your expert uh, commentary and analysis from Howard. I, I love it. I got, I got nothing. I love it. <clears throat> All right. AEW. Let's let's, or, or do you want to talk about WWE? The final point? No, not yet. All right. Let's talk about AEW. So coming up on Sunday is AEW revolution pay-per-view coming your way of course watching this the special episode has been out for like two weeks so go watch that but uh, on dynamite cm punk came out and was uh, doing his narrative because uh, mjf came out last week and was talking about uh, how sad he was with punk and um how it uh you know really affected him growing up and punk was his mentor and this and that well it's a trap yeah mjf low blow cm punk and then ended up beating the crap out of him with uh, the ring that he has on his uh, pinky finger for the aew ring i forget what it's called uh, you, know, you know what i mean giant aew ring busted punk wide open he's bloody all over the place uh, we have that fancy photo of CM Punk being all, all bloodied up there, but, uh, the dog collar match is coming up Sunday. The second dog collar match in AEW talked about it last week, but, uh, your thoughts on a dog collar match there, Jake, I, uh, you know, it could be good. It could be bad. I think that's fairly similar to some of the other, like the Texas bowl rope match or the, I mean, they've done a couple of these before. So I have a feeling it's going to not be as lame as when they do the, well, you got to touch all four corners while, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting, but we'll see. We'll see if they can make it good. I mean, they're two very talented wrestlers. So that they have that going for them. So, could be good. Yeah, I I absolutely hate those matches where you have to touch the four corners and go from there. Absolutely despise despise those matches. So, yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. All right. The uh, interesting thing they opened the show with this. Tony Khan came out, which is the second time that he's been on television. He usually comes out and addresses the the crowd before the show, but uh, he was in the ring and made the big announcement that he has purchased Ring of Honor. 
And the idea is that Ring of Honor will be used as the stomping grounds and developmental territory for AEW. And the, a lot of the stars will be used and vice versa. AEW stars will end up on Ring of Honor from now and then. Your thoughts on uh, that acquisition? You know, that's an interesting one. And I did some looking into it because when I heard that he bought it, I was curious if he had bought, you know, the whole show or if he just bought the tape library. Because that was what the WWE did when they bought WCW was they bought the, the tape library. And I can understand him wanting to buy the Ring of Honor tape library because things like the first All Out was actually a ring of honor product or at least ring of honor had the ownership so i could understand wanting to own the tape library so that you had your first ever pay-per-view available um also i know uh, there's been a lot of talk that aew is looking to create a streaming service much like the wwe network and if you're going to do that you need content for people to watch adding in the ring of honor tape library gives you plenty of that content the fact that he also bought the entire like company and that I don't know how to feel about like that. If I was him, I don't know that I'd be quite as interested in that aspect because you have to look at it this way. There's a reason that Ring of Honor was up for sale. It wasn't drawing money. And I don't know why you would then want to uh, take in try and run that and hope that it makes money. So I, yeah, that'll be an interesting, uh, interesting one. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I kind of already feel like they have such a big roster that they don't need anymore. Um, I mean, some of the stories I heard talking is a lot of their contracts are coming up and expiring and, he doesn't necessarily have the budget to renew everybody, especially as he keeps bringing in new talent. So that's a little worrisome that you're now adding in kind of a whole nother show, a whole nother roster. I mean, that's just a lot of people at this point. Chavo Guerrero allegedly found out that he was fired by looking at the roster on the AEW website and not seeing his name. I don't know if it was just an oversight that somebody forgot, but apparently it was on the website before and somebody removed it. So he was making a lot of uh, <clears throat> stink over his name being removed from the website. So, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of money tied up there. Uh, I think it's a cool thing because now AEW can develop their own talent even more so than what they've been doing. You know, the young, young stars can go to Ring of Honor and start it out, uh, start their career out, and really make something of themselves there. So I hope it turns out great. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I get her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I got some AEW news, or at least a rumor you may mm. or may not have heard yet. Apparently, rumor is that uh, some talks have fizzled out between one Cody Rhodes and the WWE, and he could be on his way back 
to AEW. I saw that too, and somebody was joking that now he can join Ring of Honor and start his way up the chain again. <laughs> I was like, okay, touche salesman. I also heard a rumor with him that it still may be a holdout for WrestleMania in the terms that uh, Vince and Pat McAfee will fight at WrestleMania. But then when it comes down to it, Vince is like, I told you I'd fight at, at WrestleMania, but I didn't mean me. I meant I would choose somebody. And then it's only smoke and mirrors. And then there's there's Cody Rhodes. My phone, Cody Rhodes, come down to the ring. He's going to talk or something completely different. And Cody Rhodes goes back to AEW. Yeah, we'll just have to see. But I saw that one. Uh, speaking of Pat McAfee, Kidder, uh, I actually took in a little bit of wrestling content, kind of. Um, <laughs> kind uh, of. Kind of. Um, you know, I listen to podcasts and such at work, and um, it just so happens I had YouTube up and saw one of the suggested videos was Brock Lesnar on the Pat McAfee show. Um, and it's a couple of weeks old. It was before Elimination Chamber. But I, I sat and listened. It was about a 45-minute interview. Um, and it was pretty good. It was, there were some, um, interesting insights in there. Uh, Brock talked about how with this current run, he has been playing himself a lot more. He's been trying to show off who is Brock Lesnar, um, a bit more than he's kind of been allowed to in the past. So that's why he's coming out with the cowboy hat, because as he put it, I wear a cowboy hat every day. <laughs> I'm going to wear a cowboy hat now. You know, I do like it. it. Seems very real. And of course, we know that the gimmicks based in reality are the best gimmicks. Yeah. So it, it, he talked about that. And that was really good. Um, and then that's just some other general things. He talked about kind of his life, um, you know, that he, you know, has always been a fighter. Uh, he talked about growing up, you know, having to fight his brothers, uh, going to street dances, and basically going to the street dance to have a fight. Um, it, it was, there were some really kind of interesting things. I, I'd recommend it. The only thing that made it annoying uh, was Pat McAfee. McAfee. Well, no, actually, McAfee wasn't bad. Oh. It was it was his co-hosts. Uh, there was a lot of the stone cold what uh, throughout the interview. You know, they they just kind of kept like it was like beating a dead horse. Um, Howard, the ref would have given him a penalty for it. Uh, it was a little bit much of that, you know, but uh, but it was clear that they were having a good time. Uh, one of my best or one of the best parts in that was they gave Brock this little like table it was almost like a tv dinner table with his with the mic stand on it for him to to speak on and they ended up talking about it and brock brings both of his hands down breaks the table <laughs> <laughs> just just shatters it and he's then get to watch brock try to like rebalance the board on the stand with the microphone um yeah that that part was pretty good. So uh, I'll I'll put a link to it in the show notes for anybody else who wants to kind of check it out. Um, 
but yeah, it was it, it was it was good. Um, it was enjoyable. It was as I said, it's about forty five minutes. Um, and uh, if if you ever want to know a little bit more about Brock, I think this is probably the most realistic interview I've ever seen with him. So, um, it, it's good. He talks about his UFC career. He talks about all of that. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Everything. And tune into me kicking ass in the elimination chamber yeah. on Peacock. Goddamn yeah. right. Pitches. Yeah. Hell yeah. What? 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 Ass kicking. What? what? Saudi Arabia. What? Riyadh. What? Taking a jet plane. What? All the way there. What? All the way back. What? All the way back. What? 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 WWE champion. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just destroyed our shit. We're never gonna get that down. Can you please hang those headphones in the rafters? Brock Lesnar tossed. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this. Unbelievable. Asbestos falling on my head. Uh, but Kidder, I still have that that beer taste in my mouth. We need to do a what's on tap round two because I'd like to kill that, please. So let's do it. And since it's killing you, <clears throat> the lemon isn't isn't really too bad for me. <clears throat> Aside from that little residual. <clears throat> I think it's the static. But uh, you go first. Okay. Well, uh, my second beer uh, here, Kidder, couple. Oh, gosh. We almost got to be 20 episodes ago that you did uh, the Laughing Sun Space Probe Blue. But, uh, Kidder, I finally got around to it, and I'm countering with the Space Probe Green uh, from Laughing Sun. So, yeah. Nice shot there. It is a sour ale with lime, spruce tips, and sea salt. Yep. It's got the tree in the beer. At least it's honest. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, alcohol by volume is 5%. Uh, what kind of beer? It's a sour ale with lime, spruce, tips, and sea salt. Here's its tasting notes. Piney, lime, and sour. So uh, that that's pretty much what's on the can. Can't be worse than the last beer I just had. <laughs> I don't smell like the the spruce. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It's kind of got like a gosh, like a bacon smell to it. It's really what it reminds me of. It's like bacon when I smell it. Hmm. Oh wow! Okay. This is how you do tasting notes. Sour, check. Lime, check. Piney, yeah, it's there. Oh, it's like taking a swig of a margarita and then licking a spruce. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> I'm a trained professional. Um, woo. Okay. Well, that's going to be an interesting drink. Um, it's definitely better than the Yummy Bear. Would I drink it on a regular 
I don't know. I don't know. But God, it's weird. <laughs> this is great. This is well, great. I, I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's uh have you ever tried this one, Kidder? I know you've you've done some of the laughing song. I haven't had the green. <clears throat> uh, I tried the blue, and I think the pink. Mm. So I like the blue, very smooth. I mean, this is this is very smooth, but it it does it hits you like right with that sour note, like right off the bat. You can you can catch the lime, but then yeah, it's got very much a a spruce aftertaste to it. It's. It's wild, but at least it's not hanging around. You know, it's not like coating my tongue. I'm not like the other one. I was like, I finished it like when we started talking wrestling and it just was like hanging out on my taste buds going, hey, yeah, you drank me and it was terrible. This is uh, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that I can give it a rating quite yet, but uh, maybe come back to me. But, uh, Kidder, what do okay. you got for round two? Let's open open the fridge once again. What do we have? Oh, Ryan's going to help. What should we have? What should we have? Ah, you went, uh, you went fruity. So, you know. Actually, I know. I know what I'm going to do. You mentioned that it smells like bacon. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we'll go we'll go with this. The gotta watch out for your tail here, Ryan. I don't want to run over your tail. Yeah. This is the tipsy tomato with bacon. Mm. Yes. It is the bacon bloody Mary cocktail. Alcohol already in it with the classic recipe. So uh, I tip the can. It says shake and enjoy. I don't feel really like shaking it, but uh, Tipsy's savory take on that classic Bloody Mary blends ripe tomatoes with natural flavors of juicy lime and savory bacon for a bold, flavorful cocktail. Cheers. Alcohol already in it. Tipsy Tomato Bloody Mary.com. Bottled for Ennoble Beverages by Abita Brewing Company, Abita Springs, Louisiana. And what else we got on here? Malt beverage with natural flavors, artificial color, and caramel color. 5.5% alcohol per volume and 12 fluid ounces with the bacon flavor. Again, I'm like, I don't know if I want to shake this because it's a malt. It says shake it. I don't know. Here goes. Oh, it also has the Ball Corporation on here. I just saw that as I'm, whoo, I can smell the bacon scent from here. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> it smells like bacon bits. And then you get the tomato. So... Cheers to you in the tipsy tomato there, Howie. <laughs> mm. It's a little watery for my taste, like runny. Maybe I didn't shake it enough. <laughs> but yeah, you get that bacon bits, bacon flavor. 
and the tomato. If I had to choose between this and the the other, um, this one, the Zing Zang, I would choose this one. This one, this one's nice and spicy. So that's something that I think this one is missing is some zing. <clears throat> needs needs some zing. So two and a half, three out of five. All right, not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. All right. right. Uh, Let's let's work on down the sheet. What do we got here? Hockey. Woo. Let's talk some hockey here, huh? So first of all, I have some breaking sports news. Your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux are back to back to back Penrose Cup champions. Absolutely happy about that as a Fighting Sioux fan through and through. It uh, is a record third straight time. So we have to mention that. Again, that would be, of course, 2020, 2021, and 2022. So big congratulations to the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux men's hockey team for picking up that victory tonight uh they didn't post the final score but i believe it was five to three over the university of nebraska omaha mavericks and brother nico was there tonight he couldn't join us for this monumental 50th episode because he was taking part in the celebration enjoying the quarter filled arena is a little bit more full than that. But he said there's a lot of green there, and I am very sad that I couldn't have been there for uh, the weekend because uh, we've had some awesome times hanging out down in Omaha, checking out the Fighting Sioux men's hockey team in action against Omaha and a lot of the other stuff uh, that we did in Omaha. Just good food, good fun, good people. So sad that I couldn't be there tonight. Do that. But you know what? Congratulations to the Fighting Sioux men's hockey team. Uh, Again, they play tomorrow night against the University of Nebraska Omaha. But of course, it's just for the win and not for anything because we've already won the Penrose Cup in the uh, NCHC there. So congratulations. Now, let's move along to your Colorado Avalanche. It's kind of a rough day yesterday, Howard. I have to say that. You know why? No. I don't. That's that's because uh, the Avalanche went down to Kia River Arena in Phoenix. Technically not in Phoenix. It's in Glendale. But still, last time that the Avalanche will play in that building, because as we have talked about before, the Arizona Coyotes are getting the boot from there and will play elsewhere. So last time the Avalanche will play the the Coyotes there. Very sad. They lost. Yes. 
Avalanche put a skid mark on the ice there against the last team in the NHL or the the, 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 the W there. Mm-hmm. And then in the last, there's like nine seconds left in the game, there was a, a penalty. So Avalanche not only had Franco's pulled from the goal for the six on five, but the Coyotes had a penalty. So it was six on four with uh, nine seconds left or so. McKinnon goes in for the faceoff. Puck drops, goes for the faceoff. Whack! Straight in the face again. Just busted him open. He's bleeding all over the place. And he beat the shit out of the other guy. He was pissed. Rightfully so. Right? A little over a month ago, he was sidelined because he took a stick to the face. Well, like a month later, you get another stick to the face. Yeah. Don't want that. On the positive side from earlier in the week, the Avalanche, the first NHL team this season to hit 80 points at where we are in the schedule. So congratulations. It's the 52nd game that they had played. So this is obviously before Arizona, 53rd game. But faster than any club in franchise history. So congratulations because the, they hit 80 points, the earliest that they ever have. They're also the first NHL team in the 21-22 season to reach 40 victories. Awesome. And then, of course, yeah, Thursday night, it was it was dumb. Avs even scored first in the in the first period. I'm like, yeah, yeah, kick their ass. And and then they just, you know, didn't. Well, at least yeah. overall, we're having a good season. You know, I'll, yes. I'll take that. I'll I'll take that. Hopefully we can the, continue that momentum into the playoffs where we haven't been as successful, but we'll see. Yes. Maybe we'll have a better year this year. I so. absolutely hope so. I want to watch some playoff hockey and Stanley Cup championship hockey with you and enjoy the avalanche at the, and their talent. Uh, of course, the trade li- deadline is coming up real soon. How's it going to shake out with the Avs? We're going to pick up somebody. We're going to lose somebody. <sighs> kind of makes me nervous because Jost's name keeps coming up. And I'm like, stop speculating on Jost. Just leave him alone. He's great as an avalanche defenseman. That's where he needs to be. Well, Kidder, to continue the hockey talk, and let's throw in the fun of a controversy. Yeah. Uh, last, last weekend was the uh, state tournament. Um, here in North Dakota, and no, I didn't pay attention to who wins because, te- truthfully, like when you get to state, it's kind of East River versus West River, and I kid you not, day one of the tournament, all of the East River teams beat all of the West River teams. Um, yeah, it this is a different level, but what? So I really didn't follow Kidder. I can't tell you who won, but I did catch this. Uh, lovely thing. There was a 
letter to the editor in the Fargo forum in regards to the tournament. Um, and I'll, I'll read it very uh, quickly. This is from this is the, the state tournament, right? This is the state tournament. Uh, so this was in letter to the editor um, from February twenty eighth. So it, it reads, I attended the Grand Forks Red River versus Fargo South Shanley hockey game last week at Shields Arena, and I witnessed a disturbing incident. A South Shanley player received a blow to his midsection, which rendered him in a semi-prone position on his knees and elbows. His initial attempt to get up failed as he immediately went back down in obvious considerable pain. Contact in hockey is part of the game and injury to the above player appeared to be incidental rather than intentional. I found the response from the student section of Red River fans to this player's injury to be disappointing. That is, they taunted and derided the player and then chanted, who's your daddy, while he was writhing in pain. Hockey is a sport, and this scenario depicts a most unsportsmanlike behavior. I hope this group of student Red River hockey fans is not representative of its generation. In general, I have considered each succeeding generation uh, in evolving to become more inclusive, considerate, and compassionate than the previous ones. Unfortunately, what I observed last night gives me pause regarding my assessment if the action of those student Red River fans is indeed indicative of their generation. David Wells from Fargo. So that was the letter. And uh, Kidder, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say then that the comment section after that was filled with finger pointing at who was the worst fans of the tournament uh, with a lot of parents throwing out well, this team booed, and this team did that, and these guys were technically the worst. And, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of had to uh, to laugh at that. Um, you know, it to me, my take, and I, I'll, I'd love to get your take on this, you know, student sections are always going to do stuff like that. You know, that's part of it, part of the cheering. Uh, when we went to UND, it wasn't uncommon during the player introductions when they would do things like, you know, starting a defense. He's like shit. Yeah, starting a defense. <laughs> number 32, John Smith. Who's he? He sucks shit. You know? um, sorry, sorry, I cut you off on that one. You killed the joke, sorry, Kidder. I was sorry. setting you up, and uh, you, you swung a bit too early on it. I was hoping the lag would, would even out there, but I, t I took yeah. the took the easy road i guess <clears throat> yeah. sorry that's okay you, you have 50 more episodes to try and get this right next time um what no. about uh the other potential comment uh in the women's hockey games from the student section because the officiating I, was absolutely horrible no uh, yeah i wasn't worrying about the officiating i was i was going more about oh, team oh no team. this was from the student section that as as they were leaving the ice from the second period, one of the students yells to the female official, "Hey, you should get a pregnancy test because you missed two periods." 
<laughs> yeah, but again, that's at an official. I'm talking between the students or players and making fun of the other team. I sure. that that's where I was going. I, mm. Officials. Okay. Listen, I tend to defend officials, but uh, Shepherd. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll leave it at shepherd, that. Shepherd. Shepherd. Suck shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, to me, that's always part of it. You're always going to cheer your team, and you're always going to say things. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. I think that if the students truthfully actually were paying attention and realized that that kid was injured they probably wouldn't make that chant you know but it's one of those things they probably was a check they probably started the chant you know these things happen in that regard you know we always cheer on a big hit you know when it happens and then yeah sometimes people are injured in those hits and you know i don't know that there was true malice behind it but that's my take what are what are your thoughts on this and this uh, this letter to the editor? Hmm. I think ninety nine point nine percent of those students aren't even going to know about the letter to the editor because they probably don't read the paper or care. So, yes, having the the time and effort to write the article and send it in and do all of that, good for you. Does it matter? No. Should they? maybe pay a little bit better attention to their surroundings. Yes. If he, the player's injured, should you stop? Yes. Do you always see it? No. (laughs) So is it going to solve anything? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, Even if the North Dakota high school athletics association or the venue or anybody else tries to put sanctions in place oh you can't say certain things like this you're just gonna piss people off and then nobody will show up instead of the 300 people that you have so you you know walk the fine line between decency and restrictive natures i mean Maybe the parents should be teaching their children to be better kids and start there. And then the kids can make their own decisions in the situations that they are in without parental supervision. Are kids going to be assholes sometimes? Yep. But you teach them better, give them better manners. It probably will happen a lot less and to a lot less uh, lesser severity. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and I would say the fact that like in the comments, you had people commenting on how other schools were the worst about this. It just shows you that any student section is capable of such chance. You know, it, it wasn't just red river. You know, I, I heard legacy fans at the West region tournament do the same. Who's your daddy chant. You know, I, it, it, you're going to find that. So to me, it was kind of a great example of all this controversy and angry rah, about something. It's like, you know, if you really step back and look at it, it's like this happens everywhere. It's okay. You just 
you know, move on with it. So, so, uh, anyway, enough on hockey, Kidder. Um, let's talk about some stuff we've been watching. Would you like a breaking wrestling update? No, but give it to us anyway. Ricochet is your new intercontinental champion. Thanks to assistance from Johnny Knoxville and potentially setting up, most likely setting up, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. You're so moving on to stuff we care about. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you were talking about Reacher last week, and I'm still interested in it. Haven't been able to start watching it, but want to watch it. Your thoughts uh, so far, because I'm guessing you've watched more by now. I have actually finished the series as what's available uh, as of right now. So it's because it's only eight episodes. And I know I know we've talked about the whole like eight episodes does not make a season. But I don't think that this was meant to be like a season. I This is meant to be more like a, a mini movie you know, kind of, or at least an extended movie in that sense. Um, and last time when I was talking about it, I said, you know, the big problem that I had with episode one was that uh, Reacher was being written as kind of a reactive character. He didn't really want to involve himself in anything. He just wanted to get out of town. And it was kind of, a, yeah. Um, I will say, Kidder, my, my assumption that the triggering incident at the end of episode one it did change the story, and boy, does he become a proactive character after that, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to spoil it, but what I would say is it's a, it's a great thriller. Um, you know, it, it starts off really as a mystery, um, but you kind of figure it out pretty quickly um, who the bad guy is. But then it kind of becomes uh, how do we prove the bad guy? You know, how do we how do we kind of go against him uh, and turns more into a thriller. There's some great action. The writing on it is fantastic. And I say that in, you know, a lot of times when you watch a series, you can almost tell like, well, this is a different writer than last week. You know, you can, you can tell those tonal differences and they managed to keep that, the tone very consistent throughout, but great action, great humor. Uh, there's a lot of great humor involved in it. Um, a lot of really nice creativity done within it. Um, especially when you get into some of the deaths and such that happen in the action sequences. Like, they're creative in a way. I don't, with, again, without wanting to ruin it, it's like they're creative in a very satisfying way. Like, I found myself going, yes, you know, <laughs> with, with some of it. It was, uh, it was good. Um, I think the only real critique that I would give, the only like down note that I kind of eh, lost me a little bit um, in the, the later parts of it, there's one action sequence where Reacher's fighting one of the bad guys and the bad guy is wielding a crowbar <laughs> and, and, and Reacher's blocking like this and it just like taking it across to the arms and it just doesn't Ouch. seem to phase him. And like, he takes a lot of those blows and you, you kind of at a point go, did you, uh, 
did you get like a gimmick crowbar from like the WWE? Cause like that's a lot of crowbar blows. That should probably have killed him. I, I get that Reacher's this big, massive, you know, human being, but you get hit with a, you know, a steel crowbar. That shit hurts. I don't care who you are, you know. But he was no selling it like the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. Oh, and so that man. that that one action sequence is kind of the one that I was like, uh, on. But otherwise, the rest of the action is very good. And I, I'd still I'd highly recommend the series. Um if you haven't watched it. Uh, watch it if you like things um, like Longmire. You would probably enjoy this. Um, if, if you kind of like, if you like your cop, you know, again, kind of those mystery thrillers slash action. You'll like it, and it's a good. I said it's it's eight hour long episodes, and it moves. The pacing is really good. Uh, even the the character development moments that they do are all like like the slow moments that they do take away from the action are setting up character traits that help explain why characters are doing the things they do. So like one of the the things throughout is they do flashbacks back to when uh, Reacher was a kid. But what they're setting up is that as a kid his mom at one point tells him, you know, and this again, not a spoiler, but really sets it up and is a great example. But there's a scene where the mom says to him, you know, Reacher, you're stronger than three kids your age. What will you do with your strength? You will hopefully use it to do good. And it really then plays into when you look at everything that he does, Reacher does what he does to do good because that's what his mom charged him with. And so it's it's great little like character moments like that, and they don't overdo it. They do it usually just enough to like give you a, a breath in between the action. You know, it's a nice little come down. You can go, and then it picks right back up again. So very good. Um, also, for those who just want a, a fun Easter egg fact for you, in one of the last scenes of the series. As Reacher walks into a uh, diner, uh, he passes a gentleman who says, pardon me, and that gentleman happens to be Lee Childs, who is the author who created Jack Reacher. So little cameo Easter egg uh, for you if you do watch it, um, that he's in there. I was kind of watching for him because he did make an appearance in the uh, uh, Tom Cruise Reacher, uh, at least the first movie. So just a little... Um, that was it. Fun note for you. But yeah, I'd highly recommend it, Kidder. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, and it's not a long watch. So, mm-hmm. but very good. Very good. Um, Kidder, I see you want to talk Star Trek. So allow me to make this a challenge. Okay. You could talk Star Trek, but I'm just going to throw it out there because you've been doing this for like the last three, four weeks. Okay. <laughs> We understand the writing on Discovery is terrible. Yep. I understand that the captain probably cried. Yep. With that said, feel free to talk about it, but 
we've got that. You can skip those points, okay? Just I'm glad. For, for, I'm for glad you prefaced it. Thank yeah. you. For, for, for time's sake. You've saved me five minutes. Thank you. Yes, we, we got it. I, I wish I hadn't sucks. said anything because because you did this and you just like thrown it out the window, which would be great for some of those writers. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, there's uh, as of last night with that episode being done with Discovery, there's two more left in this season, I believe, and they were almost nowhere nearer to figuring out what the hell this thing is than when they were at 10 episodes ago. So I'm like, come on. Oh, there's Orion. You want to say hi? Here's Orion. All right. So the point for this episode, they beam down to this planet because it's supposed to hold the keys to these unknown beings that sent this thing into the galaxy to destroy everything. Well, they beam down to the planet. And they touch the dirt, and then they have visions. They can see, like the the monsters that were on the aliens that were on this planet, and that was like half the episode, almost more than half. They walked a little bit. It was like Lord of the Rings meets Star Trek. You touch dust, and then you you get visions. I'm like, okay, we didn't get anywhere. Uh, yes, there was more crying. There was more. Let's talk about our emotions. There was all of that. And <clears throat> um, not a lot more that was really exciting about it. They're outside the galactic barrier. It's supposed to be crazy interesting, but they're just screwing up canon. There's that. Now, one thing that was exciting, like I was legitimately excited for, Season two premiere of Star Trek Picard. Yes, Patrick Stewart is back for another rousing season. Ten episodes of Picard. So, yes, very excited for this. Uh, some promotional photos and whatnot shared leading up to this premiere episode. It was very classic Star Trek, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. Very classic Star Trek. Very, very much so. They spent again with this. The, the writers brought in this like potential trauma that Picard had as a kid. Why does everything have to be traumatic? Oh, that's where great stories come from. No, you can write great stories out of interest and science and learning. And the unknown, that's what Star Trek is. What's out there? What's in here to out there? You don't have to make it a human interest story every freaking episode. So, a couple cool things. The uniforms look way better than they did in season one. So, props to that. The ships look way better than they did in season one. Give them that. And a piece of it there are four ships from star trek online which as you know i enjoy and i play that are now canon in star trek they have been brought to the big screen and uh, part of this episode so that is super awesome because it's the first time in star trek history that they have ever 
actually done that ported a ship from <clears throat> yeah game comics etc so very cool uh and the ships look really neat i have a couple of the uh, ships in my version of star trek online that i got over the uh, however many uh, 12 years that they've been a thing so there's that <clears throat> um other takeaways there's a lot of nods to various things that have happened over you know the past 35 to 40 years from the next generation and then the next generation movies so if you are a tng fan i encourage you to check this out couple pieces that i noticed noticed there's an anomaly that pops up there's a ship a federation ship that just happens to be right next to it and because of the anomaly you see the shield and then the ship goes sailing off and then of course the voiceover of uh whatever ship to Starfleet headquarters there, you know, there's an anomaly. What are your orders? Okay. But then you don't see the ship again in that frame. When the next ship shows up, the other piece of it, <clears throat> uh, the La Serena, which was featured in the first season has now been uh, given basically to seven of nine by uh it's it's captain rios and uh she's fighting off these space pirates and whatnot but then suddenly they're like hey there's this uh thing out there out in space and they look at it on the view screen and it's this anomaly i'm like how did they also get to the same place exactly yes so question there just kind of a plot hole but overall the first episode, it's got me hooked. I loved it. It was good. They could, again, do a little bit more in not making everything like, I suffered through my childhood and this and whatever. This, had they kept with the main theme that they went with to start the episode and then leading up to this anomaly? Would have been a great episode. You don't need all this other garbage, but... Again, there's uh, nine or ten more episodes to go in this season. So we'll see how it goes. They're going back in time. We'll figure that out, too, when it happens. But And they're in the alternate universe. So there's also that. They're just throwing it all at the wall, see what sticks. Uh, last piece of Star Trek news for this week. Uh, Star Trek The Cruise 4, I think, or 5. Uh, was occurring or is still occurring, I guess. And on the ship, they, as in uh, Paramount, set up uh, some displays of the upcoming series, Star Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And there are some close-up shots of the uniforms. And what kind of bothers me is that they, they look like jerseys like you would get as a soccer jersey. They're they're similar to the original series tunics, but more sporty. And it it, it kind of bothers me in that sense. Like ah, I got to I'm going to work. Got to put on my jersey. We're we're going to go fight aliens. I get moisture wicking and things. Yes. Airflow is important, but 
doesn't really look like a uniform. It looks like casual Friday. It's like you get to wear jeans to work. I put on my jersey to go to work. It's my time for my shift. <clears throat> um, the, the badges, the com badges that they have, they're not actual com badges. They're just emblems or insignias. They're still very detailed uh, from the uh, season three, two of Discovery, two and three. So they look good. And the uniforms have some very intricate... I don't even know it. It's 3D printing because they're doing a lot of 3D printing of clothing for Discovery and Picard and I assume uh, Strange New Worlds. So very interesting what they're doing with, with the, the costumes, uniforms. But uh, if you're a command division, it's the, the sword, the very small pattern in the shoulders is the sword. If you're science, it's the the science emblem and uh, medical or engineering, that sort of thing. They have their own emblems as well. So <clears throat> it's it's very interesting to see that the detail, fine detail that they're putting into these uniforms that now you can see with the high resolution cameras that they're filming it all in. So very cool. Uh, Picard also features that with the, the very small intricacies in certain parts of uh, the uniform so I, i'm not gonna lie when you said that they were like sports jerseys the only thing that went through my mind is that it for the opening title sequence instead of the usual like classical score and planets and that they need to use some of like the jock jams soundtrack you know like the yeah and introduce it you know so it's like your captain captain bike it's not the first ship he's commanded but it might be his last captain christopher pike yeah <laughs> that that was what went through my head so that's why i was sitting here uh laughing not the audience got to see that but uh yes i was sitting here laughing because that was the thought that immediately went through my head was you have kind of more of a sporty like He's a he's half Vulcan and half human. He's fighting for you and fighting his emotions. Talking science. It's Commander Spock. <laughs> in a way, that would be really cool. But in a way, like I could just see some Star Trek fans like like the immediate outrage if that was the actual. Um, <laughs> my brain would explode. Like I, I don't. It's funny and stupid at the same time. Like I can't handle it. <laughs> Done. Speaking of other hobbies, Kidder, um, I'm going to make this announcement because it this episode will be out in time for it. Maybe uh, I've mentioned Bone Six on a couple of the uh, past episodes. I just want to put out. Uh, it looks like it's going to launch March 24th. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Could possibly maybe happen. Could possibly maybe happen. It seems like that's the date that they're running with, but uh, Reaper has also been... Uh, they've also said, you know, it'll launch when it's ready. So <laughs> it's kind of a... Yeah, we're going to try to uh, to launch uh, in time for that, but, uh, but just throwing that out there. So by the time you're watching this, if you are, have any interest in Bones 6, it's probably going to come out, you know, in a day or two. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. 
but maybe. Yeah. I like your update. It could Perhaps. happen. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Don't hold me to it. I don't work for the company. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like we're getting any residuals from them. Because if we were, then I think our production value would be a lot higher. <laughs> you know, get our our production value has grown. Um, as the guy who sometimes has to go back and look at our old content because I'm trying to find a particular episode for the cards or because we referenced it and all of that. Um, it's amazing. I was watching a little bit of episode two and uh, man, we have gotten better. Like just the overall production looks better and mm-hmm. even how we, uh, you know, even even the, the back and forth was better. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's grown. But, yeah. I mean, this was episode two, the episode that we recorded like three times. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, part of it was we thought we, we would have had it down by then. <laughs> yeah, I think we were phoning it in by the third time because it's like, yeah. we've talked about this already. We're talking about it again because we need to. And it's painful. for the third time. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Internet, for helping us. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, that's fine. We're here. We, we're having fun. We've made it 50 freaking legitimate episodes. And I don't even have any more drink to cheers. It's okay, Kidder, because uh, we're, we're also coming in very quickly on the one-year uh, anniversary of us starting this podcast. So, yeah, we the will, uh, we'll... actual premiere of it kind of crazy that that it's time because uh, officially our facebook page has now been up for well over a year uh, well three weeks over a year here as of the airing of this episode <clears throat> and then of course we put a couple in the can so then we could make sure the technology and the editing and everything works correctly by the time the stuff gets posted so then People can watch and listen to this. So uh, you on the other end of the screen or the speaker, thank you for sticking it out and uh, hanging out with us for all of these episodes, because we could do this and have some fun and do things, but then we wouldn't need an, uh, you know, a website and the Googles and everything else. We could just record it and make it put it on youtube be done with it but no we put it everywhere just for you so yeah thanks for being along and jaco i am proud to say that uh, we have made it this far and thank you for being on the other end of that camera hey you know get her right back at you you know uh thank you for for being willing to do this crazy thing that i suggested maybe over 10 years ago you know that uh hey we <laughs> i said i wanted to then <laughs> <laughs> we just had even less money back then and i was a yeah i was a poor starving teacher back then uh so the fact that we've actually pulled this together we've kept it going for a year you know it's uh you know it's a big accomplishment i think we've had a lot of fun with it i think we're still having a lot of fun with it i think there's still a lot more fun to uh to come with it i mean 
I, I was thinking about it. I didn't want to get too deep into to the first 50 episodes because it's like, man, we, we're going to have the one year coming up, and that's a better time for us to do a retrospective of it. But, I, I mean, I know for myself, like, we've had some amazing guests on, but, man, we haven't even scratched, like, the surface of all the people we do know who we would love to have on this show at some point. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I talked to the Doke this week. And I said, hey, we want to have you on the show because uh, somebody needs to tell the lilac bush story. <laughs> and he goes, I don't want to do it. I don't remember. I'll just say I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out of it that easily. Come on. <laughs> so maybe made me laugh in the, in the restaurant. So that was that was fun. <sighs> 50 episodes. Yeah, I mean. You know, having the celebrity guests and the featured guests and the good friends from across the country and think they're moving closer just to be on this show. I mean, there's so much that we could talk about and and we'll we'll just have to digest it in the one year anniversary show. That's that's really what we'll have to do or wait until episode 100. We'll have to save some of this talk for the one year, Kidder, because we've been talking for quite a while, which means it's time to uh, wrap this show up with some cheap plugs. Let's do a quick cheap plugs. BeerBluesBS.com right here on your screen if you're watching the YouTube version. BeerBluesBS.com. If you're not watching it uh, on the uh, YouTube version and listening to it, you can click the show notes and get BeerBluesBS.com. That is our home in cyberspace. Your link to us on Facebook, to YouTube, to the audio versions on Podbean and all of the episodes. And uh, the merch store, of course, where you can find lots of sweet swag to check out and purchase. Please pick up at least a pint glass from your good brothers at beer blues and BS. That is a great place to start beer blues, Now, while you're out there, please like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube and on all of the audio platforms like iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, let's see. Spotify is a good one there. Uh, <clears throat> iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are also on Amazon Music, Stitcher, uh, Auditory, I think is what the uh, Amazon uh, Podcast reading app is or whatnot, but Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM. If you have any of those apps or any of your other favorite audio listening apps, please search Beer, Blues, and BS and subscribe to this here show if you would please and thank you give us a thumbs up like i said on facebook and uh, you can join the show right there at your convenience comment on the show give us a thumbs up give us a like subscribe share with your friends because we know and you know sharing is caring help us bring the message to your friends and share the awesomeness so for uh, this week at number Five zero on the official count of the episodes. Well, he's Howard Blues, and I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember that uh, Camp Onawana, we hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it's a hope we never part. Get it right or pay the price. 
Have a great week. We'll see you again on the next episode. Remember to keep your glass at least half full. And uh, there's free beer tomorrow. And we will see you on down the dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a great night. Thanks again for joining us for Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. All right. 50 episodes. Figured I didn't want to sing the rest of the song because of copyrights and things. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. We did like 30, 40 minutes on pizza. <laughs> Maybe it'll get us a sponsor. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> hey, pizzeria. You send us a pizza. We ended a pizza on the show. We talk about it a pizza on the show, eh? <laughs> I just thought it'd be something different on here because it seems like we talk wrestling and Star Trek a lot lately, and a lot like in hockey. You know, it's like those are have kind of been the three constants over the last few weeks. So nice to change it up with us talking about something different. Absolutely. Next week we talk about seafood. (laughs) 